Welcome to the Own Your Health Podcast. I'm Cindy Lynn, and I can't wait to help you step into your health power. Now, today we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, and that is self-care. And if you can tell by the title, I've heard many times before, yeah, 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 self-care. Who has time for that? And guess what? When you own your health, you not only make time for it, you look forward to it. But before we can even start to talk about self-care, we need to know what it means for you. What does taking really good care of yourself mean? Now, for some people, it's stealing away some time to read or a hot bath or going to the spa for a day. And those things are wonderful. I would never discount the power of taking some time for yourself. But I challenge you to think about it on a little bit deeper of a level. I challenge you to think about self-care by maintaining a schedule. That's right. So when a lot of people think of self-care, they think about vast amounts of unscheduled time. And when we're busy, when we're scheduled appointments and calls hour after hour, the idea of absolute free time sounds great. But I also know that if we don't schedule that time, it doesn't happen. So when I started on this journey, which has been a very long one through health, through numerous illnesses, through different stages in my life, I realized that actually setting a schedule, a schedule that I make and that I create, allows me to have so much more free time, so much more me time because I plan for it. It's not something I have to sneak in or it's not something that gets pushed out of the way. In fact, very often I schedule my self-care time first thing in the day. And it can look different for everyone, but unless you think about what it is you want, unless you think about what self-care means to you, you'll, you'll never find those moments. And unless you're intentional, intentional about creating those moments, we usually don't get to experience the fruits of all of that planning and all of that desire. So I really encourage you to figure out first and foremost what self-care means to you because it's a huge piece of owning your health. And then plan time for those types of activities. So in the Heal Your Life community, we have all kinds of suggestions, all kinds of -of out-of-the-box thoughts for what self-care means. If you only have a few moments, it can be as simple as closing your eyes and doing a breathing exercise, just centering yourself, just appreciating where you are in the moment and what's going on. Now, if you have more time or if you want to get more extravagant, maybe self-care is yoga. Maybe self-care is going to a retreat. Maybe self-care is learning a new skill that will make you better at a job that you love. So self-care is very personal, but it doesn't have to be 
um, limited to your personal life. Self-care can very much venture into your family life. When we take better care of ourselves, we're often so much better able to take care of other people. It can venture into your work life. If you are in a better space, if you're happier, if you're healthier, if you feel in control, it's much easier to reach out and help others. It's much easier to interact with ease. And again, these things take some time. They take some practice and they take intention. And for me, yes, intention starts with the thoughts of what I want to do. But intention is put into action when it gets on my calendar, when it gets on my schedule. So I highly encourage that. Go ahead and schedule some time for self-care. And if you can't think of things that you want for self-care, if nothing comes to your mind, and I know how that is because somebody asks you a question and your mind can go totally blind. So sit down after this podcast, take five minutes, and just jot down any ideas that come to you. Because as you look over that list, that list will, will spawn more ideas, that more thoughts will be generated from that. And even the process of sitting down and sorting out what you might like is a form of self-care. So yes, schedule, that's a big one for me. The other, the other thing that I'm a huge advocate for in terms of self-care, owning your health and owning your time so that you can spend it any way you wish, is the idea of saying no more often so that you have more time for the yeses in your life. Now, saying no can be super tricky because... We're used to pleasing people. We don't want to upset people. We don't want to let people down. And very often we say yes before we even think about the requests that are made from us. Sometimes it's because of who's asking the request. We maybe always say yes to our boss. Maybe it's because it's a family member and we always say yes to helping out. Maybe we're always the one who brings a certain dish to a, a family dinner. Maybe we're always the one who organizes certain events in the office. And it's so easy to just keep saying yes. But when we do that, if you're like me, you often find that the yeses aren't making you happy anymore. Yes, you are helping out and you like to be a person who helps. But when that feeling of help and happiness and satisfaction that we get starts to fade and become replaced with something like resentment, that's not self-care. And that's not owning your health. Because when we start to resent the people and the activities that we say yes to, we're in a contradiction with ourselves. And if we start to say no, that doesn't make us a bad person. It doesn't mean we aren't going to be helpful anymore. It doesn't mean we're not going to take a dish to the potluck. But by saying no to the things that no longer contribute to our health, we can say yes 
to the activities and the people that support our feeling of owning our health and support our feeling of self-care because these things are tremendously intertwined. Most of us, most women I know, care for others. And it is, it's almost a form of self-care in itself, that nurturing, that caring for. But when our well starts to get dry, when we start to get pulled in too many directions, that saying yes is not being true to ourselves. And so saying no is really not only better for us, but better for the people that we're around. So I wanna talk a little bit about how to say no without alienating people, without upsetting people. Um, although you might, we aren't gonna be able to please all of the people all of the time. Um, and this may, be, this may be a little bit of a rant because this is a strong topic with me. And in fact, the reason that I'm talking about self-care in terms of owning your health is because it's come up twice in the office this week. And very often when topics come up more than once and I find myself sharing the same message, I'm like, okay, more people probably need to hear this. So that's what we're doing with this today. Knowing what you want for self-care, and then knowing what you want to say no to and what you want to say yes to and how you say no. So first and foremost, no is a complete sentence. And after you say the word, you end the sentence with the period in your mind and the space afterwards. So if someone asks me to do something that I really don't want to do, I can simply say, no. Now think how comfortable that pause was after that. And, and you, may be you may be uncomfortable with that pause, and that's okay. And you may want to say something else, and you can. So if somebody asks you to attend an event that you don't want to attend, you can simply say, oh, no, that doesn't work out with my schedule. You can say, oh, no, thank you, but it was great that you thought of me. You could say, that's not going to work perhaps another time. But I caution, the more information you give after you say no, the more opportunity you give for other people to intrude on your decision and on your self-care. Because if you make it appear that it's a problem that you can't attend this event, for example, someone will help you solve the problem. So if you say, oh, Tuesday night doesn't work for me, I don't have anyone to take care of the kids. Someone's gonna want to help you with that problem. And if in fact you didn't want to go to that event in the first place, now you get even further down that rabbit hole of committing. That is absolutely not owning your life or your health. So what I encourage people to do is give very straightforward answers that are not ambiguous. No, thank you. My schedule is full that week. I already have plans. And then leave it there. 
Now, I've also heard people say, well, I don't want to lie. I don't have plans. I just want to be home. Well, guess what? You have plans to be home that evening. And that takes us back to our very first part of this conversation, talking about self-care, where I say, have a schedule. Make a schedule for yourself. So that if you schedule Tuesday night at home, quiet time, because perhaps the rest of the week is super busy, and you know you just need some downtime. If you're like me, you don't get all of your energy from people. You need time to kind of recover on your own and rebuild those energy stores before you go back out into the world. If you've scheduled that time, it's not a lie. You're busy. I'm already booked Tuesday night. Thank you very much. Then end of discussion. Because when you start saying no to things that you don't want, that don't serve you, you have so much more space to say yes to the things you do. And I'm guessing you're like me, if you have loads of things you've always wanted to do, whether it's a class you've wanted to take, whether it's going to the opening of a flower show, that you just never seem to have time to do those kinds of things going to local events, they're right here in the neighborhood. And somehow I don't make time. And I chose that word carefully because typically I would say I don't have time, but in reality, I don't make time to do that. So wandering through a beautiful art gallery would be an amazing self-care practice for me. It might not be your cup of tea, it might be for you going to a park or it might be going to a concert. But when I choose to do things that I don't really want to do, it doesn't leave time to do things that I've wanted to try or wanted to sample. So that's why I've learned to say no quite effectively. And like most changes, and I, I'll do an episode on this because change, when you make change, it can be very difficult on other people. We touched on this a couple of episodes ago when we decide to make a change in how we're going to live, how we're going to interact, what kind of choices we make. When we choose to own our health, that can cause a lot of ripples to people who want things exactly the way they are. They want to know you exactly the way you, you were. And when people see you make changes, like not being the one who always does the same event or not being the one who always brings the same food or always shows up to certain things. They may be uncomfortable and that's okay. They're entitled to whatever feelings they have. But as you step into this journey, finding your power in your health, you can say no so that you can say yes to the things that support you. You can say no to invitations and events and things that you previously thought were obligations simply because you might need sleep. Owning your own health is about paying attention to what's going on in your body and acting in a way that supports your body's needs. And if you're new to this, you may be so accustomed to the, to the fast pace and the constant demands and the constant yeses that you don't say no and you don't schedule and you may not even be aware of everything that's going on in your body. 
And it's not until you stop and take stock and start taking actions like you are just by listening to this podcast of saying, I want to own my health. I want to feel good. I want to be, I want to build the best me. How do I do that? It's by paying attention to what you need. And if that's needing time away, if that's needing recreation, if that's needing the hot bath, then I want you to schedule it. I want you to stick to that schedule. And I want you to say no to things that don't serve that sense of owning your own health. And as you look through your calendar, say for the past month, just do a quick little assessment. Look down the places you've gone, the things you've attended. Um, if you don't keep a calendar right now that has everything on it, um, go through your credit card bill and look at how you've spent your time and your money. Those two things are frequently tied. And if those are things that are feeding you emotionally and spiritually and on your health journey, great. But if there's things you're not, the things that aren't feeding you, things that aren't contributing to you owning this new you, owning this wonderful health that you want to build, then maybe it's time to say no. And maybe it's time to schedule some time for self-care. And figure out what that self-care is. And it might be different this week than it is next week. But I encourage you, it's about taking time. It's about paying attention. It's about owning your own health. So thanks for listening. If you have any questions, absolutely drop me an email below. If you want to check out the Heal Your Life community to find out how I'm working with women every month to promote their health, promote owning their health, and their self-care among so many other topics, check out the link below. As always, subscribe and share if you want more. Until then, until next time, let's own it. The information contained in this podcast is provided for educational purposes only. It is not intended as medical advice. I am a nurse, but I'm not your nurse. Please see your personal health care provider for any concerns. Thank you.